0: Be simply me, no matter what, nothing else matters. The podcast for personal inspiration, being you again and way much more. Simply you, no matter what, nothing else matters. Isabel lived through traumas and abuses no woman should ever endure. She lost her father when she was two. She was sexually abused at the age of five. She lived a very difficult life and in extreme conditions during her childhood and teenage years. Not knowing how to survive her inner saboteur and her immense emotional battle, the consequences of her traumas led to alcohol and drugs, anorexia and bulimia, and multiple suicidal attempts. After investing over 50,000 in mentors and coaches, learning and getting the right support, she is now on a mission to help women all around the world to change their life and their mindsets. Today, she is helping women to overcome their traumas and to reach their fully potentials. With her Rebuild Your Life program, she has helped hundreds of women to heal and to achieve their goals in life. Hello, everybody. Here's Bernadette again. I'm I'm totally delighted and thrilled because of my today's guest. Is it's a
1: Isabel, Isabelle? Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, we met. I think it's
0: it was 2018, isn't it? Yeah, it was oh. 2018 in London. Yes, in London, and it was like it was such a, a special event and um i we didn't have any we didn't have actually time to talk because it was totally busy but i'm so thrilled that we are still in contact that i was allowed to read your book and just let's talk a little bit about your story because i in my deepest belief is you're you're, in my opinion a female hero and we have to bring out your story and your your actually your mission Let's talk a little bit about it.
1: Well, thank you. My, my name is Isabel Rodriguez, and I, uh, I'm from Sweden, Stockholm, actually. But right now, I live in Costa Rica with my husband and my two dogs. So my mission is to, well, in fact, leave this world a little bit better than where, where I found it. It sounds a little bit cliche, but I went through so many things in my childhood and also in my teenage life that turned me into a very, I would say, a very negative person. Mm-hmm. And I used to have a lot of hate inside. And I used to think to myself, well, if I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life, I don't want to live. Mm-hmm. So I was very self-sabotaging towards myself and got into very bad relationships and, and, and drugs and alcohol. To one day, I had to just like face it changed my life. And I decided to try to make it as good as I could. And I started to see how beautiful life was and how how much you can actually change somebody else's life by telling and sharing your story. So it all started with me having a very difficult childhood. I turned it all around after self-sabotaging myself for years. And then I shared it in both a documentary movie and in a book and now today I am a confidence coach helping women all around the world becoming their best self and overcoming their traumas and the consequences of the traumas and I also build masterminds here in Costa Rica to help women create a better network of people and growing together so that's a little bit Short story, very short. Mm-hmm. But I will go into detail about actually my story. So yeah, and
0: it, for me it's so interesting because you are. Uh, I met already a couple of Swedish women who has a similar story than you, and it's so so interesting. And I'm so happy that the taboo topic, domestic violence and violence on women and on children, becoming more and more aware. can you talk a little
1: bit more about it exactly because today's society we know more we have heard the stories a million times and today we are changing the world because women today can take a stand we can talk we can we can raise our voices and we can make a change and it's crazy how common domestic violence is, actually. It's, it's, it's more common than anyone would have ever thought because today we have social media, we hear about it, and we're talking about it. We're not just sitting still being quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so powerful being a woman also because it's so huge and it's so, um, like, great... Um, great community of women standing up for themselves and pushing each other forward. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, just by sharing my story, we're actually having a law change in Sweden. As we speak, we're actually going to vote for it. Uh, and it's about, uh, children who witnessing, uh, violence at home, and it's supposed to be illegal witnessing it. Mm -hmm. So by sharing your story, by sharing what happened to you, you actually can change somebody else's life and even a law. So it's and, powerful.
0: And also saving lives. Saving lives. Absolutely. And for me, it was so interesting because a lot of women told me about it and they said, but they don't take me serious. And I was mm. like, what? And and. I, I, I hear so many women, they said, no, no, they never talked either at the police or at, at the wherever. They said to me, they didn't took me serious. And so they yeah. went home back and they got beaten and everything else. Yeah. And for me, it's like, what's going on here? How, yeah. how, how was it for you? Because even children, when they, when they face uh, domestic violence and other people say to them, just don't be whiny or whatever. And I'm like, in which kind of society actually we are living? How was it with you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Not being taken seriously or the fear of not being taken seriously or being heard. Because this is the problem in these cases. Normally, we don't have proof. I mean, how many people... I mean, okay, today, when this happened to me, it was a lot of years ago. The, The first camera phone basically was out on the market. So you could... Today you can take pictures and stuff, but back in the day we couldn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, But it's about the evidence. It's hard proving in those cases because everything is about evidence, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely horrible telling your absolute truth of where you come from and what you have been through Mm -hmm. and not being heard or believed in. Mm It's crazy. It should never have to be like that. And when we, when me and my mom got out from our, um, abuser, we were in a women's shelter for three months. I couldn't go to school. We were hiding. We were, you know, running from our lives and we were believed, but in court, he wasn't failed in court for what he did to me only for my mother. Um, as, as I say, it's about the evidence. We didn't mm-hmm. have much evidence. It was words against words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I was a teenager and in these cases, as ridiculous it sounds, they will use that you are a teenager that is um, cocky or, you know, mm-hmm. saying, you know, mm-hmm. against his will or whatever. But does that make, make it right for him to do what he did? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of, a lot of like those things in the trial that I was a teenager and I didn't listen so it was okay kind of that was how I felt like it was but he got failed and accused for what he did to my mom so that was a good thing mm-hmm.
0: do you believe the legal system is male the the what the legal the legal system is male so that they're that they're most of the time in the favor of of them of men
1: I don't know. I don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know too little about it. Mm-hmm. But yes, when we look back mm-hmm. in the past, I mean, it was legal back in the day to hit women mm-hmm. and children. You know, it was legal. Mm-hmm. And because of the society today, we haven't changed all the laws. We haven't rechanged them completely. We still have them, but we have laws against laws now. Yeah. So you can actually not hit somebody. Uh, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't, I, I don't know anything about rules and stuff, but it is crazy how it was back in the day. We should just rewrite all of the laws so it's not a beneficial for a man because back in the day, the man had more power than a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it lives further even today. And that is the yes. sad part. Yes. It's the sad part. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean in, in Austria in the seventies uh, women were still the property of the husband. And and I'm I'm not sure about globally, but I'm there are still countries out there which still still value.
1: No, it's it's crazy. And it's, yeah. if you think about it, it's only fifty years ago. Yes. That's fifty years ago. And a lot can happen in fifty years, but not enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said about uh, your story got also into a movie.
1: Yes, so I can go into my story a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was sexually abused when I was four years old by one of my mom's man's sons. So that is my first trauma. That is the first time I I, I got violent, violated. Um, my mom. My mom looked for love in, in, in different places because she was lost as well, uh, you know? So she will, you know, go with men or having different kinds of bad men into our lives, like short relationships here and there. And one day we thought, were me and my brother, because I have a big brother, mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing man. Uh, he's six years older than me. So by the time my mom met the man of her dreams, I was 11 and he was about to move out. So he never lived with us. So this man of her dream that I thought turned out to be the worst time of our lives. He was controlling, he was verbally abusing, he was physically abusing, and he was, he had so much control that he would bang in the door if we took a shower more than 10 minutes. He would bang the door, open it. And you know, I was a teenager. I was like, don't open the door. What are you doing? You know, stuff like that. Or if I put the mayonnaise in the wrong uh, drawer in the refrigerator, I would get um, house arrest. Like I wouldn't be able to go out for a week. And if you came late, you didn't get food. It was a lot of crazy stuff happening in the, that home. And finally, I made a huge lie to my mom. And I said, Mom, I have been talking about what's going on here at home in school. and." If you don't move they will take me away from you that was a complete lie I was 14 years old at the time but that saved our lives because I couldn't barely anymore I had so much hate against this person and it, it, it was a war at home it was like coming home and it was a war at home so we tried our best we find an apartment we were about to move but he moved after us so we lived in our new apartment for 16 days until we had to flee for our lives into a women's shelter and take uh, protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it all started. We, we filed a police report and it, it all started and um, we were hiding there. Um, but one thing, that I thought was almost worse is the time afterwards. And I know that a lot of people don't talk about this because, okay, yeah, we can talk about the abuser and whatever we have been through, but nobody really mentioned how hard it is to rebuild your life Mm -hmm. after you've been abused because where's the money coming from? You have to switch job. You have to switch city, all of the things, all of your belongings, you might not ever see them again because you could not go back to the abuser and get those stuff. What about school? What about your children? What about building up your confidence again? What about everything that you have been through, going to psychologists and at the same time taking, taking care of your household? I mean, it's a lot of things that happens afterwards that nobody really highlights. So. My mom, after this event, she was broken, like completely broken and trying to become a mother again because she was was so low, she couldn't work, she couldn't barely go outside the house, she was paranoid, I have to take care of everything. So she kind of lost her motherhood of me because I became the parent. Mm -hmm. So my mom got in contact with a documentary movie filmer, or filmer, movie, whatever, they wanted to highlight this. They wanted to highlight what happens afterwards, mm-hmm. what happens after abuse with the mother and the daughter or the, the parent and, and the child, because something must happen here. I mean, it, it's you're coming from an abuser and you have been through a war together. What happens in that relationship cannot be healthy, mm-hmm. right? So they wanted to highlight this uh, also to highlight it in Sweden, how they can improve the system. So we volunteered to show our lives and they followed us for 5 years and um they filmed our lives together basically all of our ups and downs we had to go to family therapy i had to go to therapy um so they they filmed it and it, it's the the movie's called say something mm-hmm. and it's a it's the reality of how me and my mom um find find back to our relationship but well, I wouldn't say find back to relationship but how we rebuild our relationship after being through abuse and this movie actually won the Kristalln award in Sweden 2017 for best documentary movie and because of the movie I started what I today do coaching uh you know inspiring people telling my story I want to speak up because the more you speak up the less alone people feels yes that's how i felt because 10 years ago or more i would say 14 years ago i would have needed somebody that i am today you know mm-hmm. or read the book that i wrote to to give hope to say hey life doesn't have to involve being you know, cutting yourself, being being suicidal, to, to take drugs, running away from yourself and your emotions. Life is so much more beautiful than that. Mm-hmm. But it's about healing from it. It's about taking responsibility somewhere, which I never did until I started the journey of sharing my story through, say, something documentary. Because then I, I got to go to radio station. I got to go on TV. And I got to share. And a lot of people wrote to me. I got so much good response that i was like okay so wait here i have my story and it's changing lives it's my obligation to do more Mm -hmm. you know so i started to see a change in other people's lives so i just kept going with it i'm like i i'm going all out nobody's nobody's going to feel as alone i felt once it's like my obligation to do more now when i know more Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: We, we go to similar vision. I'm creating my, my books and everything else what I actually needed 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yes. it's beautiful. That's what we need to do because we have gone to the other side, yes. right? Oh, yes. We know that we can do more. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that life is so much more beautiful than just miserable, like miserable feelings, negative, you know, like going in the same cycle over and over again. It's, Very I think more. it's hard
0: yeah yeah your mom is
1: brave how how is your mom today my mom is good today she's single Uh (laughs) i'm like approving any man coming near my mom my mom is a very strong powerful woman and she is 54 years old and she's studying next year
0: wow but she's still in
1: sweden isn't she She's still in Sweden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in Sweden and she's, she's happy. She's taking care of herself and she has moved on. She has done a lot of work with mm-hmm. herself because it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work. Yes, it, it does. does. It does.
0: It, it do- takes it's years. sometimes hardcore work. Very, and, very And hard. a lot of people you know, always believe, yeah, you just go there and then nothing is anything any there anymore. And you just yeah, and no. go on. And that's not true not it's true not at all. all and and for me it, it was like when i read your book and for all the listeners here we will put your book and also is there any link is it still possible to see your documentary is it available yeah, also for global okay then then we will put also the, the link on it that you can also check on the documentary and on the book and share it as much as possible to everybody out there. Who yes. what you believe? Who needs because there are so many women out there yeah. and so many children, and we still have um, the dark number. We, we actually don't have any numbers how much uh, domestic violence is actually happening worldwide. And even yeah. when we believe COVID was one reason that it raised, but no, the awareness raised that there is domestic violence here.
1: Yeah, because now when we shut down, a lot of things happen. It's, it's very important that we can help the way we can help as much as we can help you know what i mean yes yes
0: yeah. and that what that was one 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 reason why i actually want to have you on my podcast because as more as we talk about as more as we share our stories as yeah. more we, we can say as you said you're, you're not alone
1: yeah you're, yeah get, and i, I just yeah it, it, it's so powerful it's, it's just a small sentence you are not alone and I know how lonely it can feel because you don't know mm-hmm. who you're going to talk to it's like if I tell that person that person is going to be like oh I'm going to uh, kill him or you know whatever and that puts you in danger and mm-hmm. if you tell somebody else somebody else is going to have a reaction and then you feel ashamed and then you feel confused and then suddenly you're like I have nobody to talk to. And this is going on every single day. I mm-hmm. feel exhausted. I feel blown out in my head. I am lonely. And you're not. You are not alone. We are so many people in this situation. And it is help to get out there. It yes. really is.
0: There's professional help. There is other help. And as I all uh, once said to, to another podcast, because I'm also, as you, talking as much as possible about topics who others don't want to talk about and i said there's always help out there yeah always help always Always help and and they're there and sometimes to a person you never expected
1: exactly exactly yeah
0: there's one another question i want to ask you isabel what was your your turnaround moment
1: yeah. It was my turnaround point when I was 19 years old. I just had a psychosis from taking drugs mm-hmm. and I went into the mental hospital and I tried like the night before I tried to commit suicide and that's how I got into the mental hospital really. And I woke up there and the doctor said, you should have been dead by now. It's, it's a miracle that you're even alive. Yeah. Um, And that's when I found a really good nurse who said, you have an alcohol problem, I I believe. And, you know, I didn't even think about it. I I thought I was 19 years old, having fun, taking drugs and drinking. And I realized I wasn't just having an alcohol or drug problem. I was also running away from everything that happens in my past. Mm -hmm. So I got a wrong diagnose. Uh, They told me I was bipolar which I am not. I do not believe I'm bipolar. I do believe that I have certain traumas that was never healed or never addressed. And that was similarly how I lived as a bipolar person. Mm -hmm. So today I am not eating medication for that. I am not um, eating any medication at all. And I don't have these ups and downs. So, yeah, so that was my breaking point. I got into the mental hospital and I got a really good nurse who explained the alcohol abuse and the abuse I was doing to myself, sabotaging. And I said, no more alcohol. I quit alcohol. I quit drugs. I did though, because this is what kind of happened if you are running away from your emotions and you become addicted. Mm -hmm. You can stop one addiction, but if you don't take that problem from your head, you will basically switch it to another addiction. So Mm -hmm. I got addicted to starving myself and I got anorexia Mm -hmm. really, really bad. And then I switched that addiction to bulimia kind of and started eating. So it became a cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. for a couple of years after that. So I say my breaking point was in the mental hospital, Mm -hmm. but I needed to find out how to sort my traumas out and stop the abuse I was abusing to myself. You understand what I mean? So yes. it took me a good two, three years after that to really g- got rid of all of the things that was in my head. And that was my breaking point.
0: Did, did, you, uh, did someone help you or did you went to a therapist or how did you do it?
1: I did go to a psychologist and then I got a coach. I got myself a coach, and then I traveled. That was my, um, that was also what really saved me. I started travel the world, so I started to be with myself, and I started to see patterns. I was starting to pick up, okay, this is not good for me. This is why I do this, and I started to meet people around the world, and I met my husband on the other side of the planet when I was traveling the world, and he was also in the beginning of his entrepreneurial. Um, start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got me into reading books, getting a mentor, you know, so it was a lot of work I did uh, of a period of um of years, you know. It wasn't just a specific moment. It was one moment that opened my eyes. And yes. then I went into up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself to be as the balance. I mean life is, is hard as it is. I'm not gonna sit here and say, well life is perfect now. It's not. But I've got the tools along the way to not only help myself, but to help other people that are going through the same things because getting out of traumas and the consequences of the traumas is never like, whoo, I kind of got it now. No, it's going to be like this, up and down, up and down. And a lot of tries. It's a lot of failures to reach the success. That's a lot of things that I say to my clients. Like mm-hmm. you will fail along the way to success just because you realize that, okay, I have a problem. I want to fix it. I want to feel better. You will fail. You, you will, you know, like go up and down and it's a part of the process. It's living. So yeah, that's right. it's living. It's living. It's, it's living. It's, it's like, if
0: I wouldn't have all my ups and downs in my speedy life, I wouldn't be me. It's just Same. like that. That's a part of it at the end of the life I, I can, you know, die then whatever. But in in between you just do it.
1: Exactly. I lived in between. That's the thing
0: mm-hmm. we have to. Yes. And that's actually either you see it as fun or as curse, however you want to see it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just parts. And, and uh, yeah. there are a lot of people telling me if I, I mean, I have a, a as you are really interesting living, but I I always say uh, none of of either my decisions uh, um, what was wrong. It was just yeah. a, a next step for whatever comes.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a next step to to prepare you. For, uh, well, it's a next step to prepare you for the next step. Exactly. To get you stronger here and there, and then so you can be able. to yeah, what's next? Yes, exactly. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, that me too. We're alike like that, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's pity that we didn't have any chance uh, two years ago to talk, but today we did. And I'm, I'm totally sorry. thrilled that Isabel was my guest. I will give all your contact details um, to the podcast. So whenever is a person out there want to reach you, they can reach you. Uh, I'm, I think you're also on all social media, so you're easy to find. And uh I highly recommend to read the book because for me it was like, Whoa, okay. Um we we, we have to share it as much as possible because yeah. this is not a single story, this is a common story, uh, unfortunately, with a lot of women and children, and let's make the world a little bit better together, isn't it?
1: I love it. And thank you so much for having me. It it's been a pleasure, really. It was I'm my pleasure so- too.
0: So thankful. Thank you. And bye, Isabel. Bye. You simply are more than you think, but feel, see, hear, and know.